Are you there, brothers and sisters, now at the tomb of our Lord? Yesterday, we left our Lord after he had said, It is finished. And he breathed his last. And when that moment happened, at the death of Jesus Christ, who, remember, is true God and true man, his soul separated from his body, as happens to all human beings when they die. And seeing that in his humanity he had paid the full price for redemption, there was one yet act left to do. And so Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea took his body from the cross. The Blessed Mother, as was in accord with Jewish tradition, washed his body clean, gently, so rent with wounds and pain, and laid him in the new tomb, there with a garden in front of it, and rolled the stone. And our Lord, on that Friday night, his soul dwelt as it were in the earth, and he experienced what all human beings experience when they die, the separation of body and soul. And the triumph was won, but now when triumph is won, prize must be claimed. Think of that in any particular way. You've passed the exam, but then the A has to be put on it. You win the Super Bowl, but then the trophy must be given and the parade must be held. And so the victory is won. And Christ, again, divine and human, so he has a divine intellect and a human intellect. He has a divine will and a human will in his soul and experiences all that depth and in total payment now descends to the abode of the dead as we confess in the creed. And there first to that shadow realm where there dwelt just souls who had lived rightly but could not see glory because the gates of heaven were barred by the original sin and the all-holiness of God required that redemption. And Christ comes to that shadowy place and says, All you who are thirsty, come and drink. Come without payment or cost. I have paid all. And he goes down to the deepest part where dwell Adam and Eve and says, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from sleep, and Christ will be your light. He says to Adam and Eve, The tree of life was denied you in the garden, yet that was but a figure. Behold now, life itself comes to you. My body lies in a garden, but I am here, life itself, and I bid you come and rise. And they go about in the glorious train of Christ, the victor amongst all of his children. And the great deed of triumph then is to bind the ancient enemy, the prince and the father of lies. And he goes into hell and bursts open and shatters its gates. And the angels chain the demons 
And Christ goes to the deepest pit. And there, when Satan takes the form of the dragon, in one last act of vanity, that ancient serpent has his head stepped on by the soul of the mighty Christ. And he is bound and chained in that place. For triumph has come after victory. Prize and trophy is taken. Trophy of all those souls redeemed in his righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. God does this for the sake of his name. And we might meditate on this, brothers and sisters, because we indeed were buried with him in to death through baptism. For if we are buried with him, we will rise. If we are united with him through death like his, we shall indeed be united with him in his resurrection, dead to sin, alive for God. And so it's good to meditate on this holy night on these things. Now, many saints and blesseds have said, three in particular, St. Faustina Kowalska, Blessed Anne Catherine Emick, and Blessed Anna Maria Tagai, have stated that the devil would be unchained shortly before the year 2000. That is not dogma, but I bring it up on this night to say that perhaps some of the darkness we experience in our world, the loss of faith and the growth of godlessness, the scandals that have so shriven God's holy church, perhaps even the darkness we're undergoing now, I am not directly attributing that to Satan, but it is possible that he is unleashed upon these days in some way. And yet, and yet, the mighty Christ has all power, for he comes up from that place, and his soul is reunited with his body. In the glory of light, his body is risen from the grave. And he goes first to see the Virgin Mary and to preach to her peace and the knowledge of the resurrection. And he is getting ready on that bright Sunday morning to unveil himself to his apostles and show his hands and his side, show the marks of his victory and his trophy. And we are so ready to follow after him. For if indeed we were buried with him through baptism into death, we shall walk with him in newness of life. For if we grow into union with him through a death like his, we shall be united with him in his resurrection and be dead to sin and alive for God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the might of these mysteries. And you were baptized. And perhaps, perhaps, St. Faustina and Blessed Anne Catherine and Blessed Anna Maria are right. And the devil has a greater freedom in our day than he had past. And so we must strive harder. I must strive harder. God has unveiled to me in this holy week how I must strive more and how I have failed. Many of you have been so kind to me about saying how much I have done during this time of 
corona trial, yet I know from God I can do more. My vanity must die, my gluttony must die, my ego must die, I must be dead to sin. And perhaps you have some dying to do yourself, but it is dying utterly unto rising, unto the glory of Jesus Christ, victorious and raised over the tomb, over the grave, over sin, and over death. Behold now, it is no mere icon or symbol, but life itself. God from God, light from light. In the name and power of Jesus Christ. So I pray this night finds you at peace. You're ready to confess his name and sing his glory and renew the vows of your own baptism and say, I am ready now to die because I do not fear death. It is a doorway that I recognize for the living one walked through it. And I am ready to live for God. And I reject sin, not because I fear penalty, but because I love my Lord, my Savior, my God, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.